What happens when two dudes, one a retired Navy SEAL commander in Colorado Springs, and the other a hippie meditation teacher in New York City, get together to discuss living mindfully? That's a great question, because we don't know what will happen either. Raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with co-hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Each week, we take an authentic dive into how mindfulness continually impacts our lives, deepens our relationships, and allows us to be emotionally alive. We filter all of our conversations through the man box, where we unpack how as men we are expected to act in society, how fighting the authentic human experience is exhausting and damaging, and how mindfulness can help. So happy you're tuning in to Men Talking Mindfulness. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Will, always a pleasure to be with you, brother. Yeah, it's great to be back. Uh, John, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I, I love doing this with you. I love what, uh, you know, what's, how it's growing, like how our men, the, the men talking mindfulness virus is spreading. I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it is. So thanks, John. It's great to be here. It's cold as hell in New York today. It is like 20 degrees and windy AF. And uh, <laughs> It is, uh, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's tough right now in New York as far as weather, but I love being here. So thank you. Um, good to be back. Yeah, man. And uh, I think we're going to run through some good performance hacks today, um, you know, and we want to talk about what that means. But before we do that, let's get into our, our typical practice of starting with the grounding this week. Um, you know, I'm not as chaotic as I was last week. I was all over the place last week, yeah. uh, but here I am. Uh, broadcasting from my basement guest bedroom and uh, you know in a different place mentally and physically and and in my nervous system so I feel much better that I can lead the practice at least the initial grounding practice <laughs> this morning today rather I know you guys are on the, the afternoon out there on the east coast but uh, yeah uh, we'll lead the lead that practice and then we'll go into our personal mindful moments or mindful minutes for the week and then we'll get into our life hacks that uh, that we wanna share with, with the crew. So yeah. that said, uh, if you're watching or if you're listening later, go ahead and get into a position that is comfortable for you. I personally like sitting in a chair, my hands on my lap. And when I do an initial grounding, I have my palms up that invites uh, kind of a feeling of vulnerability, which taps further into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what we, what we wanna do when we do a grounding practice because the parasympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest nervous system, that's what calms you down, brings your heart rate down, brings your blood pressure down, brings your respiratory rate down and just calms you physically and emotionally and, and mentally. So that said, assume a comfortable position, again, whatever that looks like for you. And just bring your attention very acutely to your breathing. We're not gonna do any excessive breathing drills this morning, but just pay very close attention to your breathing. Notice as you breathe in how your belly and your chest expand and how your diaphragm raises. And then as you breathe out, Notice the reverse, your belly and chest contracting and your diaphragm falling. And just notice that expanding and rising. OK, 
contracting and falling. Expanding and rising. Contracting and falling. Just continue breathing naturally. And now take an internal selfie. Take a look at where you are in your body. Notice any pain or any tension that may be manifesting itself as pain or tightness. Really scan your body from your head, moving slowly down through your face, your neck, your upper torso, your arms, out to your hands. Continuing to scan down your torso, your lower abdomen, your lower back, into your buttocks, hamstrings, thighs, moving further down past your knees, into your shins and your calves. Into your feet. And all the way out to your toes. Again, in this process, just taking stock of what you're feeling physically in your body. And continuing with that internal selfie. Look at your nervous system. Are you feeling amped up? Anxious? Nervous? Stressed? If you are, there's nothing wrong with that. Just notice it. Be with it. And lastly, Look at your mind. How is your mind? Are there a million thoughts floating, bouncing around? Or is your mind settled and focused? Again, no judgment on either end of that spectrum. But just notice it. And now come back to your breath. Notice the rising and falling of your diaphragm. The expanding and contracting of your belly and your chest. To round out this grounding practice, we'll do one deep cleansing breath. Begin by breathing out all your air. 
bringing your navel to your spine. And then breathe deep down into your belly, expanding that belly into your chest. Hold it and relax. And when you're ready, go ahead and invite some movement back into your body. If you had your eyes closed, slowly open them. If you didn't, just start to refocus your gaze and come out of the practice when you're ready. Nice, John. I got chucked right, right away. I think I gotta say, I think I'm the hot mess today. <laughs> I'm, as I'm meditating, I'm like, oh shit, I left a, a burrito in the oven. <laughs> I'm gonna take it out right now. <laughs> to burn the house down. I'm yeah. not kidding you. All right. like, oh my God. Uh, uh, okay, out of the oven. <laughs> well, like, I'm sitting here meditating, John, and I'm like, what's that smell? I'm like, oh my God. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Oven. So everything is safe. Oven well, there you go. <laughs> At least, uh, at least you're paying enough attention uh, to know <laughs> that you had the, the burrito in the oven, you smelled it, and you weren't completely all over the place. So I guess uh, that brings us to our mindful moment of the week, man. Was yeah, this your mindful yeah. moment? Uh, well, I got to say, John, my mindfulness moment of the week, thank you. Uh, you know, what I discovered this week was forgiveness. Uh, you know, um, one thing I've been, I've been battling with one of my relationships, someone, someone near and dear to me this week. Um, and I was very un, uh, unsure how to deal with this. I talked to several of my, you know, my closest people just to see like, what is up? What is up? Or what should I, where should I go? Or how do I, and uh, a friend of mine reminded me, he's like, you know, he's like, well, you can let your energy and your bandwidth be sucked up by this, you know, um, by this moment and all these feelings. I was having trouble sleeping with all, you know, because of this. And, um, you know, today I decided, you know what, I'm just going to forgive and move forward because like my energy is, is, is needed elsewhere, uh, to help other people. And, and, uh, so just like, you know, letting things go, forgiving and moving on is not easy. Um, but, uh, you know, it definitely just by le forgiving, writing a message, um, and, and just, uh, letting it go and, and putting that energy out there, forgiveness and, and, and creating a different intention instead of holding on to something um, uh, has been a uh, has been a gift for me this week, for sure. So that's nice, definitely man. helped me create a lot of mindfulness. Yeah, that's that's key. And, you know, as we talked about last week, compassion. And I think that yeah. ties into that into that moment for you. And, and that's uh, that's critical for, sure. for, you know, your relationships it's also critical for where you are internally mentally in yeah. in going through uh managing and working through relationships so that's yeah. uh that's good good on you man my uh my mindful Thanks, moment came uh, last night um when i was i don't know if you've ever seen these toys but i've got you know a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old so i've got these <laughs> toys that are they're magnets and they're in the shape of like triangles and squares and, and you can build things with these different magnetic toys or pieces. And, uh, my, my daughter, um, she's, she's building this like little square and then puts little toys inside of it. And she's like, daddy, will you come play with me? And I had my phone in my lap and I was like trying to do some, some of the tasks that are on my to-do list. And I just stopped. And I was like, you know what? 
this is not important right now. Not at all. I can put this off till tomorrow during the work day. What should I be doing? I, I should go over there and play with my daughter. And so I started playing with her and I was having so much fun in the moment playing with my daughter and she turns and stops and she's like, Dada, I like playing with you. It fills my heart. This is a three-year-old. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, because earlier in the day, she had been, she had been a little pill and, and had been a little frustrating deal, dealing with her. But I tell you that right there made it all worth it and completely melted me. And I was yeah. like, I'm hundred percent in baby girl. I'm, I'm here to play yeah. however long you want to play. I'm here. <laughs> so, wow. Great, yeah. John. Yeah. I mean, look at both of us. Like, you know, Hey, it's not always about tasks or doing things for ourselves, but look at both of us in this relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, and letting go of stuff that gets in the way of something meaningful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I let go of like, you know, holding on to like something I wanted, which, you know, is just kind of monetary and bullshit in some ways, you know, um, uh, and frustrating. And, and, and now we're in a new place and look at you, like with your daughter. I mean, that's, that's great, John. I mean, uh, yeah. God, I, can, I that would melt my heart too to have my three-year-old who you're creating, like she's a byproduct of you, John. So congratulations for having such a already a mindful and conscious loving daughter, you know? Oh man. Yeah. I was so proud and it just, uh, like I said, it just melted me right there. So, yeah. but, uh, and you know, right. since we kind of both talked about um, relationships, I know what we're going to be talking about is performance hacks and you, yeah. you, before we started the show, did a great job of, of explaining how you had broken down some of your performance hacks. I've just got a list, yeah. but uh, I think they yeah. all kind of fall into the, some of those bins. But yeah. you talk about social and emotional. Um, yeah. You want to talk about, let's let's talk about that. Since we're talking relationships now, you want to talk about the social yeah. hacks, some of what you got yeah, there? Yeah, let's, let's absolutely go in. I just want to actually take one step back and just talk about like, what do we mean by a hack? Right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Just to kind of set, no, set a frame around this, you know, it's like, and, and, um, hacking is like think about like computer hacker right they're trying to find a code to break a code to get into like the like the source code like the basis of of uh, of, of the computer itself and you can think of that com that computer as like our in this case our like inherent like biological brilliance is what i like to uh think of and brilliance because you know we can hack in and light ourselves up um and, you know, and by lighting ourselves up, I'm talking, we can light ourselves up energetically, we can focus more, we can relax, we can get centered grounded, we can elevate our creativity and our processing. Um, and, and I guess the, the categories that I have are five, and, and we'll jump, we'll jump right into the emotional and the social. So like how we can affect ourselves physiologically, how we can affect ourselves mentally, emotionally, we talked about also socially, and, and other ones are execution hacks, um, in order to kind of make all these things come to fruition. Uh, so let's, uh, you know, let's, um, so we'll, you wanted to start with the uh, social, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it just kind of naturally right flowed from what, yeah, what both of our yeah, mindful absolutely. moments were. Uh, you know, um, well, well, emotional, I guess, because that's, because we we're, we started that emotional space. You know, it's like, for me, it's really, I emotionally hack in when I start to envision the things that I want. Right, and not just envision, but allow that uh, that that like that imagination of it to really begin to fill my heart and really activate me. Um, horns, I was like, activate me emotionally as well. So I'm not just there mentally, but I'm also there emotionally. Um, and uh, you know, in Heart Math, which is a uh, God, it's a uh, it's an organization and science that have been hacking into the 
tacking into the, the technology of our own hearts. And they call, um, when we're able to activate the heart, they call it a regenerative experience or a regenerative feeling. Um, and and it, it, like, the heart has its own, uh, it has its own neurochemistry and it also has its own, they've actually been able to measure with the heart, the electromagnetic frequency of the heart that is actually can create a force of energy around us that actually begins to affect other people. So in this particular situation for me, uh, you know, it's like, what do I want this relationship to be instead of holding on to it's like what this relationship is doing to me. Um, and by, by living in that higher vision and those higher feelings of the relationship that I want, it, it helps me to let go of the stuff that my kind of ego or my, uh, or my, or, or how hurt my feelings are. Um, and, 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 you know, I'm not saying I'm completely hundred percent out of it right now, but I know going forward, like, that's where I want the relationship to be. And that's, what's most sacred to me. Um, and so that's the vision that I hold and therefore that's the action that I'm taking. So, yeah, nice. I mean, out. just, just being quiet and being a mindful man or just a mindful person writ large, uh, you know, yeah. you're able to tap into those emotions and then see how those emotions come into play in not only in yourself, but kind of a, that, that, that aura, if you will, yeah, and how that influences, really you know, through the, the mirror neurons, how that affects others around you. But you could also completely flip that around and come in to a relationship completely negative, completely jazzed up, tense, stressed out, angry even. And mm -hmm. that also gets reflected in a relationship in and, and, and it has so a force field itself completely too, right? completely yeah, yeah. and I, I love that heart math uh, i was using it uh, a year ago kind of to develop the heart coherence right and it's yeah, really yeah. fascinating when you start uh you know as you use the app it says you know think about somebody that you love and you see as you're thinking about somebody you love how the emotional kind of armor that you're wearing gets broken down and your heart literally has those neurons, your heart has neurons in it too, how that it affects positively your, your heart coherence. It's incredible. I've actually got, yeah. I don't have the heart coherence uh, right here next to me, but I've got another thing called the focus calm. It's a, it's a neuro feedback thing that I've started wearing and uh, I, I, I wear it as I meditate just here, like, like I look like something from, um, Tron or something, uh, but or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But as yeah. I, as I wear it, it gives me that neuro feedback to show me that I've actually been, that I've actually relaxed instead of, nice. instead of just thinking that I've relaxed, I see the actual objective feedback which is nice i mean I, I like obviously i like feeling relaxed but i like to see the objective feedback saying hey you yeah. know what you were jazzed up kind of we talked about that internal selfie at the beginning of this you were jazzed yeah. up prior to doing this meditation you did a meditation and now you're you're objectively seeing that it has changed to a, yeah. a much calmer state of mind uh but sorry yeah i i love i love that emotional hack there brother and uh and how it ties in directly to the social side uh of things yeah so mm -hmm. well the um, social i mean for me and then i want to get into your emotional stuff john to your hacks like 
the, I mean, the social is like, so in, in this, in this particular scenario, like I needed to be open with my feelings, you know, um, to people that, that I love and respect, you know, that are kind of counseling me in how to best deal with this circumstance. So I was just like raw. I mean, I, I was like, you know, almost crying as my friends in some ways. Cause it's just like, Oh man, what do I do? Um, and, uh, you know, so just that vulnerability, um, but like to others socially is like listening. We talk so much about listening and li listening has a, a natural sense of compassion and, and, uh, and, and empathy because you're connecting on, on such a basic level. Um, so those, those are kind of the, the social aspects in that with the emotional stuff too. It's just being willing to open up and, and speak truth. You know, yeah. I, think it's, it's, I think it's also very important right nowadays it's just speaking from your truth and sharing truth with other people. Um, and that's going to just create tighter social bonds. And that's what, you know, that's how we thrive as individuals. Right. Yeah. And you know, the, one of my emotional hacks and, and it, it's definitely not mine. I, I just use it, uh, is, and, and we, we're going to talk about this a lot next week with Liz Plank on the show, but you and I are both reading Liz Plank's book for the love of men. And, yeah. uh, in it, she references Brene Brown's work with vulnerability and how Brene Brown references vulnerability can be the glue in a relationship. You know, uh, yeah. a lot of us think, you know, giving gifts or speaking a certain love language, which I, I also believe in the, the, you know, the love languages, but I also believe being vulnerable and talking through what it is you're experiencing can really work to develop, to develop bonds that may not otherwise develop. And that's in an emotional or a, sorry, a romantic relationship, but it can also be with, with friends, with family um, and, and with coworkers even. So I think that's one of my emotional hacks and it comes back to, you know, one of our, our sayings is, you know, this show is raw, uncut, uncut, sorry about that, <laughs> uncut uh, and, and authentic. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's off that authentic piece, right? is yeah. is where being vulnerable is and uh yeah. yeah i think that's that's my emotional uh performance hack yeah right i mean yeah. yeah it's like yeah i'm not surprised they're you know that they're similar you know because it's it's really like you know that that's those, those are the foundation of of great social experiences and and wonderful relationships are that is that authenticity and that vulnerability so right right um, yeah. What about some of the, uh, the physiological hacks, man? What do, what do you have, uh, for performance uh, enhancing for physiological? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think one of the, one of the most basic ones that, that I do that anybody can do is just staying hydrated, you know? And, and, yep. and I like to think, cause I actually, I've been writing a book, like it turned into a manual first about mindfulness. And I did some research, John, trying to find like, I mean, I was going into the research, not just like reading articles from, you know, like uh, the People magazine or whatever, um, uh, but going into the scientific journals. And, and there is, uh, there's not a lot of science out there about optimal hydration and, and like really like what it means to the body to drink a certain volume of water every day. Uh, but what I think some things I have found is staying optimally hydrated is uh, drinking three to four liters of water a day. Another way to calculate that is also drink half of your body weight in ounces. 
So if I'm 200 pounds, I should be drinking a minimum, a minimum, minimum, minimum of 100 ounces a day of water. And that's not saying if I'm out there running and exuding a lot of energy physically in some ways, I'm going to need more water. Um, and water is like, it, it's like, uh, it's the river that flows through our body that keeps us healthy, that keeps us strong, keeps us vibrant. Um, and, and it's also the source that moves the energy around our body is, is, uh, is, is water. You know, our, our bodies are uh, over 70% water. Our minds are over 85% water. So you better believe that water and staying optimally hydrated um, is, uh, is going to, is definitely going to raise your, uh, your, your, your performance on every single level, emotionally, 100%. physically. Uh, yeah, hundred. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, that was my and, number one. It's at the top of my yeah. list. Drink more water. <laughs> Drink more water. The other one is, uh, is staying in your body, you know, exercising. You know, we're, we're, we're human, we're two, we're two things, we're human beings, right? It's the, the human part, like the car that we drive every day that holds our consciousness, which is our being, right? So if, if my body is fresh and, and, and the tires are all rotated and the oil is changed and the inside and outside are clean, right? And I'm healthy and I'm taking care of myself, like I'm gonna be able to go far. I may be able to go fast when I want to, but I'm also gonna be able to sit still and just chill out, you know, in, in my car. Um, but yeah. that requires physical, a certain amount of physical exercise every single day. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that could be just walking 10,000 steps a day. That could be going deeper into, you know, more rigorous exercise, like, you know, hit extra you know, high intensity interval training or yoga or jujitsu jiu or whatever floats your boat. But getting in your body is uh, are, are the two big ones that every day. Uh, these two things physiologically keeps me optimal and keeps me focused and, and, nice. and moving the needle forward, if you will. <laughs> nice. So, and what, what, what's like, where are you at, John? With well, absolutely uh, concur with the water. That's right at the top. Like I have my list here on the screen and number one is drink more water. Like I said, um, and, and in the comments, some people asked, uh, or Keith Galloway asked, does coffee count? I would say no, coffee does not count because not only uh, is it not just water, but it's also a natural, it's a diuretic and actually yeah. negatively influences your water intake. So if you're drinking coffee, which I am not against, as a matter of fact, I love yeah. my coffee personally, then you should be drinking even more water every day, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. to, to offset that diuretic effect of the coffee. Mm -hmm. um, but then yeah. uh, over and above, drinking the water and exercising every day. Again, like you said, whatever floats your boat for exercise, whether that's walking 10,000 steps or whether it's doing something super intense, whatever level of fitness you're at, do something. And, and mm -hmm. doing something is better than nothing. A lot of people are of the mindset you have to do all or nothing. Like if you're not getting in the gym for an hour and a half every day, then what's the point why I even do anything? But even like right. 10 minutes of brisk walking is gonna be better than nothing. And that's not of just course. better for you, for you physically, but it's going to help you mentally to perform better. But then over and above that, getting rest, getting good rest, which I think mindfulness and meditation come big time into that. Because a lot of the time when I don't meditate or practice mindfulness, I will wake up at 2 a.m. And, and then my mind will start racing and then I, I, I may as well get up at that point because it's all over with. And that's because I haven't been practicing. And because when I wake up, I don't 
go directly into a practice. So my mind, I ruminate on something and I stress myself out when what's better is to practice mindfulness and meditation, you know, regularly, and that helps you to calm your nervous system, calm and settle your mind before you go to bed. I don't, I don't necessarily meditate before I go to bed, but some people do and it works. But then mm-hmm. if you do find yourself getting up, waking up in the middle of the night because your mind is racing, mm-hmm. stop and bring your attention to your breath, bring your attention to the physical sensations and try to stop thinking about all that noise obviously not literal noise, but the, the stuff that's bouncing around in your brain. And that, uh, that will allow you to improve the rest that you get. But yeah. further is when you do go to sleep, try to make it the same time every night yeah. so that you set yeah. your circadian rhythms mm-hmm. in, in you know, your biorhythms, get that set. And then on the other end right. of that rest, wake up at the same time every day. You know, a lot of people, when I I speak to them about this, I find that they're going to sleep probably too late and then waking up. A lot of them are waking up too early because their, their minds are racing. They're, they're waking up well before their alarm clock ever goes off. And then on the weekends, (laughs) they stay up even later because they're like, hey, it's the weekend. I'm gonna watch a movie. I'm gonna, you know, drink myself into a stupor and then wake up hours later than they regularly do. And that negatively affects the way that you rest for the rest of the week. So yeah. it's it's uh it's negative for multiple reasons. So if you're able to yeah. go to sleep at the same time every night and wake up every night, something that I recently read on uh, on an app actually that I that I use to uh, for sleep, uh, it's it's actually built into my bed. I have one of these uh, what are they? The iRest or smart uh, smart number beds or sleep number beds. And my my phone has an app uh, attached to the bed, which is cr- kind of crazy. But anyhow, um, <laughs> it, it says it says, hey, if you would not wake up early to do it, don't stay up late to do it. And that's wow. what I find myself like, hey, on a, on a Friday night when I'm thinking about binging a Netflix series, I'm like, hey, would I wake up at 4 a.m. to watch this? And then I t- tell myself no. And when I say no, I'm like, okay, well, then I'm not going to stay up till 1 a.m. to watch it. So, hey, I'm turning it off. Uh, and that's, 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 that's my, uh, those are my physio uh, life hacks or performance hacks. Yeah. That, that's great. I like that that question i mean that that really sets like i've never heard that before but that's like a great 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 way of of looking at priorities like what's important <laughs> you know what i mean like really what is important and rest and and, and is very important um uh and also like you know but de-stressing as well like you know you mentioned that it could be meditating uh before you go to bed or doing some breathing but it might just be getting a little bit of stress out maybe going for like a 10 minute walk or something like that just to kind of get the body like rinsed of that stress. Like our, our yeah. body, if we don't exercise, why exercise is so important, it'll take that stress and that stress energy and push it into our body. It'll put it into our organs. That's why uh, it, 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 it's just like, but we have to get it out. We have to like, you know, again, we have to, you know, a car that sits in the street all the time that the battery is never charged and it just never washed. It's just going to, it's just going to rot and deteriorate, you know, and our, our bodies are no different. Uh, right. and that's, I, yeah, that's, 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 those are really, um, 
Another, yeah, that's great. One more that I'll, I'll briefly mention that I've been doing since August is uh, intermittent fasting. And that's really helped me uh, upgrade everything. So I fast like 16 hours a day where I don't eat any food. Um, and I do drink black coffee, no calories at all. I drink tea with no honey or anything like that. But that's really been a great, um, um, uh, you know, and there's a lot of information out there. I made sure I studied that so I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. I studied the science. One thing I'll say one more about the sleeping is uh, uh, I didn't realize TED, like TED Talks, they have a whole like educational series. So it's not just lectures, but they have an educational series in the back end of their website. And they have like eight or nine part uh, about sleep, about nice. great sleep and what makes great sleep. So I invite the listeners to go to TED. I think it's called TED Sessions, I think, or something instead of TED Talks, it's TED Sessions. And they have a whole bunch of stuff there. And they're all like short. They're only like six or eight minute videos of some expert talking about a particular aspect of whatever science or something. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love TED Talks. That is probably something that I would stay up late to watch because yeah. I think they're so- Or get so, up early to watch, right? And, and I would, yeah, and I, because I would get up early to watch a TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, but yeah, I think they're phenomenal, uh, most of them, yeah. and, and very educational. Yeah. And yeah, so I guess that's a life hack is watch more TED Talks and less Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, here's, you know, just to throw one in there right now is like socially, uh, and I was in Liz's book, she talks about Tim Ferriss, who's like brilliant man, great podcaster, has brought a lot of great work into the world, you know, and um, uh, in, in, in Liz's book, she mentions Tim, and, uh, and I've heard this many different places, but it's nice to read it again. It's like, we are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. Right. And if those people aren't helping you get stronger, then they're making you weaker. Now, it's not. And what I want to say here, a little caveat is uh, is maybe not the, like the, the five actual friends or people or, or family members in your life. I'm also significantly in, uh, influenced and inspired like yourself by TED Talks or by, you know, podcasters that I listen to continually or books that I, you know, authors that I read. So there's all these positive influences. Uh, um, that I bring into my life in order to kind of create that, uh, you know, my nights of the round table that, that keep me honest, keep me nice. fresh and keep me inspired and moving forward. So um, I just want to put that there too. Cause it's like, you know, I think that's, that's part of this big hack is like, how do you stay encouraged? How do you stay loving? How do you stay on top of your game? And by me asking those questions, I'm constantly searching for people and, 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 and exercises and, uh, and, and technology that can help me achieve those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, right now I I'm part of a part of an organization called mission six zero and we're doing a 60 day deliberate <laughs> discomfort challenge and it's, it's brutal, yeah. but my, yeah. you know, you, there's a meditation aspect to it. There's a physical side, there's a diet. Uh, but really the, my favorite part of the whole thing is there's this tribe of people going through this challenge all together at the same time. And, and we're all social. There's a, you know, there's a Facebook group for it. And on it, we're all holding one another accountable to this challenge. And it's really amazing. Cool. Like yeah. it's, it's a, a side benefit that I had not anticipated is how powerful that tribe is. So, so coming back to, you know, your five people that you surround yourself with, you ha having that a tribe, whether it's, people that you actually socialize with physically every day, or it's f people that you socialize with virtually every day. It's just still the, the people that you socialize with. Who are they? Yeah. What are they doing yeah. to make themselves better? And what are they doing 
that is inspiring you to make yourself better. I think that that is a, a huge piece in that kind of that yeah. social uh, performance hack. So great, great to throw that in there at the, at the last second. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Um, Me too, John. The spontaneity in our show is like, uh, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> what's funny? Like, yeah, what's always funny is, right, we've got this spontaneity and we have these lists. <laughs> we, at the end of the show, we always look back and we're like, well, we only made it about one third of the way through that list, but it's it's good. It's good. It's authentic and, and spontaneous. And I, and I think I'll, I love that. But um, Me too. yeah, so what about hacks that are going to help you at work? Um, like in, uh, I yeah, think you matched yeah. it as execution. And execution, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll I'll jump into one of mine yeah. right off the bat. Is yeah. is prioritization and delegation, and like mm. really taking a look at what it is you have to do at work for the day, the week, the month, whatever it is, and truly prioritizing those things, and then realizing what you personally have to do yourself. And what you can delegate, um, and right. and the delegation is huge. Not in only that it helps to shed some of your workload, but it also shows a trust in somebody else at work, which develops that kind of emotional connection, that social connection with someone at work, and uh, and then they can feel hey onus on that task, and uh, and then you can also learn hey are they able to handle that that weight that I've just given them, and if not. What can I give them? So it kind of it, the delegation piece and prioritization go hand in hand, and they help to further develop the team cohesion at work. So those are two of my big uh, work execution ones. What yeah, about uh, what about uh, you? Ben? Well, I like. I mean, I just want to talk about like, you know, I I, I learned. Uh, I worked with a, a a life coach for a while. Uh, this is like years ago, and they made me. They turned me on to you know, to speak about your priorities and delegation, you know, they turned me on to um, three ways of, of organizing your, your business, basically, and how you're doing things like you, um, there's, um, you have your actual, you have your uh, genius, right? So, uh, you have your um, excellence and competencies, right? So your genius is where you want to continually always be, you want to yeah. be in your genius, which is like, uh, you know, for, for my genius is like, it's me teaching and being creative. And that's where I want to continue to live. I want to, um, um, I always want to teach. I want to be creative as a teacher, as, as also like a creator. Um, and, uh, but the second piece is the excellence ones where it's like, okay, like I know how to do, I know how to build a website. You know, I, I can definitely engage. Uh, I can write a lot. I can, I can engage socially. I can uh, do these other little tasks in my business and, and be very proficient and very good at them. Right. Um, but they bought down my genius. Uh, but then there's also competence stuff where it's like, I kind of know what it is. I can do it a little bit, but it's like really bothersome, really sucks my energy and I definitely need help. So, uh, you know, looking at categorizing, you know, my work and what I do and how I do things in these th those three categories, it's like, okay, how, what do I need to delegate and push up and give to other people um, so I can continue to remain in my genius of just teaching and creating and, you know, and, and being a, you know, a force for good. Um, and that's why I, uh, and once I really made those lists, then uh, I literally, I took that list and I wrote down all of the, I put in a job post, right. And posted on my social media. Uh, I'm looking for an assistant with these skills. 
and boom, I found an assistant, interviewed some people, and now I have one, you know, and, and they know what they're there for because I vetted them because like, I need you to be doing these things for me. And, uh, and, uh, and it's, and it's been, and it's been great ever since I've had an assistant for almost five years now. Um, nice. and now I'm adding, I'm bringing another person on to what I'm doing. My niece, I'm really excited. My ta Hi Talia, my lovely niece out there. She's 22 and, and she's going to jump on, uh, the will not fear bus and start to start to help, um, with what I'm doing. Um, but that's like, so I, then I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll keep going. Cause that's just helped me get really clear understanding. Like, you know, I don't have time for everything. You know, we talked, I think last week, it's like, you know, if you want to go far, go alone. If you want to go, um, no, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go as a team, right? Yeah. You said team, I say go together, but yeah, same thing. Um, so, uh, oh wait, uh, what were we are, we were talking, oh, execution, right? Execution. So I'm a big, uh, fan of the quote by Confucius. I've said it here before, you know, in order, uh, for a man to move a mountain, he must first carry away the first stone. And I, I mentioned this uh, to everyone out there that's listening that it wants to make some change because it's, it's, uh, I think there's a lot, there's a tremendous amount of value with starting one thing, just starting one simple thing that you can consistently do. That's definitely going to help you make those changes and move the needle and achieve the success you want. But also in the process of, um, of achieving those things, you gain the courage to take another step to move a bigger stone, right. And maybe take on a second task. Yep. Um, one of the biggest execution things that I've done, John, uh, um, is I set up my day, right. The, uh, the, the night before I sit down and I already have everything prioritized for the week. I already have everything prioritized for the month. And all I need to do is like, what do I need to execute today? And I sit down about 20 minutes, or maybe 10 or 15 minutes uh, at the end of the night. And I start to, um, write down um, uh, what I'm going to do for the day. And I have it even timed out. It's like, you know, I start my day at five 30, you know, what are, I have, like, I write in like what my definite appointments that I need to, uh, have during the day. And then I fill in my, you know, the things that I need to accomplish in order to, to move forward with what I'm doing in between like those appointments that I have, um, based on what I'm, and, it, and it's tied into my week and it's tied into my, uh, I do like, I work in quarters. So I only work in 90 day sprints and then I, you know, attached to a year. Um, so that's like been my biggest one. It took me a long time to develop that, um, that task. Um, but I really, that's the one thing I worked on John from, it was October from October to December. I'm like, this is the one thing that I need to do every single, well, Monday through Friday, Saturday, I just, I blow off the weekends. I eat like a pig. I sleep in, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I might get drunk, you know, and I might get a little high because I'm just like, I'm done. I'm spent. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I need to chill the hell out, you know? So, uh, but then like come Sunday night, right? Actually, uh, Sunday morning. Another thing that I do is I just take an hour every Sunday morning, um, regardless of how I'm feeling. And I just go back and reflect on the week, right. That I had. Right. And I look at like, how can I improve my relationships? How did I, what were my relationships this week? And what were they like, you know, what are my wins this week? What are the things I could have done better? And, and then I, uh, I, and then even that Sunday night or right then I set up Monday, right. And, and that week. Uh, so I know where I'm going the rest of the week. And I tell you what, John talking about sleep, that helps me sleep a lot more because I don't have the anxiety. It's like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Totally. All, right, all I got to show up and, and execute. So yeah, man. that's like a, that's a big one for me, John, that has helped me and so many levels like emotionally and, um, execution wise. 
uh, and even write it in my calendar, John, when I'm working out. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I even write in when I'm working out because it's all the same time. You know, it's all the same day. So, and that's going to take time. So that needs to go on my calendar too. Oh, uh, absolutely. And that concept of that concept of making the time instead of oh, I'll find. I hope I find the time. No, right. make the time. Like that's yeah. a big difference uh, uh, from making. It's like oh, I hope I could work out today. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Writing it down in yeah. your calendar, making it happen. That's uh, that's a big yeah. piece. And, and, you know, you talk about writing things down and, and uh, at the end of the day, and you, you talk about looking back at your day and figuring out your wins. I, I use yeah. this, it's called a Panda Planner. It's a, I think I may have even talked about it before, but it breaks down yeah. your, your days, breaks down your uh, weeks and your months. And you, you look back on it every, every so often and you say, okay, hey, um, you know, I'm grateful for, I'm excited about, but then at the end of the day, you have today's wins. Hey, this is what I did well today and, and how I will improve tomorrow. And, uh, and, you know, also in this, you write down your schedule for the next day. And I, I think writing down your schedule for the next day is one of the biggest life hacks out there. But then I also, yeah. and this is going to, this is going to seem like a really cheap sales pitch, but uh, I use this thing that I helped to create <laughs> the, the scrum on the go board. Shameless plug, John. I yeah, shameless plug. But, but right now, what am I doing? I'm doing one thing. Men talking mindfulness. That's it. I'm focused on that one thing uh, for right yeah. now, and I'm doing nothing else. Uh, so I think that's another thing is is prioritizing and then not multitasking. Is focusing on one task at a time, and uh, and, and how that can really set you up mentally for actually getting through multiple tasks through the day, rather than just getting portions of multiple tasks through the day so exactly. and when um, you accomplish nothing then right i just want to yeah, exactly quick, john i want to give a shout out to my assistant Lindsay. she's like yo I'm oh i see that <laughs> don't i get a shout out <laughs> what's this? up Lindsay? i know i know she is like she has uh really she's an ultimate executor you know what i mean i call her she's my executive assistant because she just executes our plan and i say our plan because we are on the same team nice. you know i love uh, it man well we got a little bit more uh, well, John, we got, I think we, we have, you know, we can take a couple more minutes, I think. So mental. So we haven't really talked about mental yeah. hack. Um, and uh, you jump jump right in if you, if, if you want or else there's something else. Um, but I think that we haven't got to any mental ones yet. So what are some of the things that you do to, uh, you know, keep fresh and, and stay on top of your game mentally? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think we've um, – actually said that they're mental hacks but we've covered some i mean obviously i think meditating is a yeah. huge one practicing mindfulness yeah. throughout your day is a huge one uh sleeping yeah. um and and actually getting quality rest that's a that's a big one um but yeah mental i, I think that also plays into some of the other other pieces the social mm -hmm. like having a social break in your day like not like not waking up at 5 a.m. and working from 5 a.m. until 10 10 p.m. not working the entire day i mean the old old saying all work and no play makes somebody a dull boy i forget who it is. Yeah. go watch the shining okay yeah go watch yeah right shining. red rum red rum yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. go watch the shining yeah but um but yeah all Jack work and no play yeah. it's gonna make you turn a little stir crazy just like he does in the shining yeah. and yeah. i think Jack if Nicholson, you take yeah. take breaks in between meetings especially with so many people working from home 
and doing back-to-back-to-back Zoom calls, taking five minutes in between these meetings, rather than setting them up to be an hour long, set them up to be 55 minutes long and taking that break mentally in between those meetings. Um, and And then having some social time with your friends, whether that's virtually or in person, and having some time with your loved ones, whether that's your family, whether that is your friends, uh, but having some, having some fun, some play time, if you will. I think that's key to the the mental performance improvement. Yeah, uh, uh, so true. I'm going to mention just a couple more uh, meditation. You already said what's helped me so much mentally, and it's literally shifted my entire life. Uh, in the beginning, uh, is journaling. Just uh, you know, stream of thought. I'm going to attribute this to. Uh, you might hear Morning Pages by Julia Cameron. She wrote a great book called The Artist Way. She actually started me on my mindfulness journey. I had no idea I was going to be here when I started this in 20 years ago now. I had no idea that I was going to be here. But um, journaling has really helped me just, uh, it's kind of a, a brain dump. Just like, I don't really, you know, I just put everything down. You know, if I'm feeling shitty, it's just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Or it's like, if I'm having that relationship problem, it's like, what am I going to do? Like, this is so hard. Like, oh, and just like having this conversation with yourself has been so incredibly powerful for me because it's not just journaling. Instead of it just being rolling around in your head and ruminating and making you crazy and, you know, and hijacking you emotionally and performance wise, just getting it out and creating that, having that conversation with yourself on pen. And I do it, I do physically, I get a pen and I get a paper. I do not think it's healthy, um, but it's a good start to do it digitally um, because it's just a different exercise with the body and the brain when you're actually joining the left and right side of the brain because you're bringing the creativity, but it's flowing analytically through the pen. So big fan of that. Um, uh, Affirmational self-talk instead of beating yourself up and saying things like that you didn't do. It's like, how can you flip the script? And, and be like, and put it in a positive set. Like I am doing this, this is happening. Like, you know, like I feel great or like, or even like with that subtle, you know, something that uh, might seem as a loss or something like that. Um, like, what am I learning from that? And how is that empowering me uh, for the future? Um, and that, and that kind of comes around with uh, also mental is gratitude. Just being grateful, John has been shown scientifically to I- increase our happiness, John, and just exercising gratitude in as short as a three weeks has been scientifically shown to increase your happiness by 25%. Jeez. That's tremendous. Yeah. Just by just by saying, I am grateful for, and that could be just your journaling, just writing down like, I'm grateful for this and that. End of the day, beginning of the day, they both were great. Like, what am I grateful for right now? What am I grateful at the end of the day? Um, and that's gonna really, it's gonna help you change your mental processing because you're gonna be filtering the world and, uh, and how you're doing things in a different way through gratitude instead of whatever other BS that's getting in your way of your brilliance. Yeah, so. no, absolutely, man. And uh, mm-hmm. I've got we've got a couple of comments uh, that I want to make sure we address, and then I want to and then I want to cover what we're going to talk about next week and who we're going to have yeah, on the show. Um, but yeah, yeah the, just scrolling through some of the comments, got some great stuff here. A lot of stuff about the water, implementing that. Um, hey, coffee, not only is coffee um, a diuretic, but it's also a stimulant. So that can, that can also affect your sleep, which we obviously want them to, mm-hmm. we want them to yeah. have better sleep. Um, there, was a, there was a question um, here about uh, plant-based versus meat-based proteins. 
I, I am not a dietitian, so I can't really speak to that. I like my meat personally, but I also know my, my mother is a, a vegetarian. She's been a long time vegetarian. My father is a vegetarian, recently uh, converted to being a vegetarian, and they've seen uh, tremendous health improvements. So, but I, but I am not a dietitian. I don't know if you want to talk to that at all, Will. I will. You know what's funny? Last week, John, I, uh, um, I saw an incredible documentary. On, oh, there's so many streaming services. I, I don't. I might have been Netflix, um, but it was all about like this uh, high-performance athlete, UFC fighter, that wanted to. Um, you know, he got in some trouble physically. You know, with his body and stuff like that, and then had to take a big step back and also start analyze his performance. And yeah. uh, he had no idea where it was going to take him, but it take it took him to studying a plant-based diet. Yeah, um, and I've, uh, and, and I've you know, seen this, that. What I thought was, which I thought was so interesting, the strongest man in the world. I mean, this guy carried twelve hundred and forty pounds on his back, thirty feet across the state. Strongest man in the world eats solely vegetables, solely one hundred percent vegetables, and they really break down the science beautifully. I'm about 80 or 90% plant-based. Like I have a little bit of meat in here and there. Like those burritos were, were vegetable burritos, um, by the way. Right? And I had a smoothie earlier with no meat. Um, but I did have what I steak last night with my friends, you know. But um, it, it, it really, uh, there's a lot of science out there for plant-based. And, you know, and, and knowing science, I have a degree, a bachelor in, 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 in science, in biology. Um, it, uh, and the evidence is out there and, 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 and real, and you can experience for yourself, uh, just by switching over to plants, even just a, a, a few days, you're probably going to feel energy be even, even higher. Um, yeah. so but the movie, definitely uh, through. the movie is the game changers. Um, I, Boom, that's the I one. did, yeah. I, I Googled that's it, but one. I've seen it and it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I, I think there may be some, uh, some motivation behind the movie, but uh, we won't get into right. that. But I, but I think this, that there is a lot of science behind the the uh, the plant based diet, and, I, and my my parents are are again examples of that. I know many people who are uh, living examples of recovering from, you know, diabetes or cancer mm -hmm. because they switched to not only plant based diets but raw diets. Um, I've, I've done a raw diet. Uh, I did it for six months, lost a ton of weight. I felt great. Um, but then I also, I craved meat. Uh, that's, but again, yeah. that's just who I am personally. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, I'm not going to say one way or the other is, is necessarily better, but I think, I think there's definitely evidence to eating plant-based diets. Um, yeah. that said, I think me, that, you know, uh, yeah, you, man, if you have anything else, I'm no, just going to scroll go. through. No, no, you know what? I just want to talk about next week in 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, and let's then, do it. Then we can close, okay? So yeah. we got Liz Plank. We have our first guest on the show. We had Jackie on on our first episode. She she slid in. So no no disrespect to Jackie. Jackie was a guest on our show. Our second guest on the uh, our first guest in the second season is Liz Plank. She's a friend of mine from New York. We talked about her book a bunch of times for the love of men. Uh, pick it up or audio book it uh, if you want to before next week. Uh, she's gonna come in and talk to us about toxic masculinity. Um, she has been a contributor, MSNBC, I believe CBS. She has, she was an anchor on Vox, VOX uh, news for a long time. She's a real, uh, um, a, um, an unapologetic, uh, feminist, um, uh, which I think is interesting. She's studying men. Her book is loaded with a lot of details. We're going to have her in. Um, so I'm so excited to connect with her personally and on the show because I haven't really seen her very much. And, and she used to be a, 
a great student of mine and turned out to be a great friend. And it's just a real powerhouse uh, in the world today. And I'm so excited to have her on and join us, John, for sure. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. So we'll have her here. Uh, Will and I have been reading the book. We'll uh, run run through some of the highlights that we noted, but it's just unbelievably fascinating to to read from a feminist's perspective how yeah. that toxic masculinity affects us, not just as men, but as a society, as a country, right. as a world. Yeah. It's uh, it's just yeah. unbelievable. Um, so we're looking yeah. forward to having her on next week. It'll be the same time here 12 30 yeah. eastern 9 30 pacific here on linkedin yeah. live and uh and then as far as this particular episode we'll be going to uh going to podcast later this afternoon if you uh if yeah. you would please give it a review a, a like yeah. a comment whatever we'd uh we definitely appreciate yeah. that so we've only got a few yeah. more minutes man sorry the time got away from me do, no 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 don't worry about it you know what i'm gonna do john because we got to get our, our closing practice here we're just yeah. going to take, I'm going to show us right now how just five breaths can make a big difference in how Let's we're feeling, it. what we're doing. Right. So good. Everyone find that seat. Ah, uh, good. Exhale the breath out like a nice little, like, ah, uh, through the mouth, just to kind of let go of some energy in the throat. Right. Let's take a big giant balloon breath in and exhale out the mouth again. Open up that throat, release that stress and a few more big, big inhale. Keep going, more breath, more breath. Exhale out. Three more, bigger breath in. If you can, fill from the hips all the way to the middle of the chest, all the way top of the chest. Exhale out. Two more, inhale. Exhale. Last one, inhale, inhale, inhale. Oh, and let it go, let it go. And then just take a quick note how you're feeling now. And John, thank you so much for this time today. I This is really another, wow, I love what we were talking about today. But we got to go so we can get this under an hour. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> That's right. Thank you, brother. All right, brother, man. Enjoy your weekend. Take care. All right. Thanks, Later. John. Peace, peace. Bye. Thanks for joining Will and John on Men Talking Mindfulness. If you enjoyed the show, please like and share it with your friends and family. And please, we would appreciate a review too. Until next time, this has been Men Talking Mindfulness. Thanks for showing up.